generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Welcome back, you are listening to a very special episode of the Keep the Change podcast. It is the fifth year of having Next Advisory for me, so this week's lesson is all about that process. It's not a massive deep dive into it, but the key summary is that I think you can drastically and dramatically change your life in five years. I actually started typing, here comes a hero, or the, like a, a hero comes along to use that song, and then I saw, here comes a hot step, it reminded me of Benji Marshall, and you look at someone's career like Benji Marshall's and you think, shit, you know, I don't know how long he's playing league for, but it seemed like forever. Then he went on, and I think he did something recently in Australia on um, one of the reality TV shows. And I think at the time in your career, whether you're in a job or whatever you're doing, you, you're you just looking at like the next week, right, or get me through to Friday. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, get me through to the end of the year for Christmas and the break and that. And then it's, oh, yeah, I'll just get back into this role and, um, you know, I'll reassess in February when all the jobs come back on the market and uh, everyone settles down and I'll think, how long do I really want to be here for? And then you're like, ah, oh, fuck, I might worry about that. You know, it's coming into winter, I might worry about that a bit later, actually. Like, oh, I've got a pretty solid job here. And all of a sudden you sort of you think, shit, you know, life's uh, drifted away on you there. You, you get through 12 months, you might even get through a couple of years, you get through three years, and... You haven't really been enjoying that process, right? But you think, wow, that, that's a fair bit of time that's just snuck up on you and gone by. And maybe you don't make heaps of progress in that. So then when you go to start a business or whatnot, you I think you make the mistake of thinking, oh, everything will happen quickly or forgetting that, okay, you're starting a completely new journey and you need to roll through that with a level of energy like you haven't had before, so hopefully you kick off with that, and expect that it's going to take you a fair while to break the back of it. Now, I couldn't find the latest statistic, but everyone sort of in business circles in New Zealand celebrates when people get to their fifth birthday because a lot of businesses fail before they get to the fifth birthday. They peter out, the business doesn't actually work, they run out of money, they realise the market didn't actually need this business, and 
they don't uh, they don't see it out. So that's why it's a bit of a song and dance for us here at Next Advisory to hit the five years because obviously we're in the business advisory space and the accounting space and we we live and breathe business and so we want to see our clients celebrate their own successes as well. So we need to to do the same and and lead by example. It's been a, a good day of cranking out a couple of podcasts for Next Advisory and having a couple of champagnes and stopping uh, to actually just reflect on the five years. And they're all things that we've sort of spoken about loosely before. You know, we knew this date was coming up and we've, we, Phil and I, my business partner, often go into a bit of discussion about the earlier years and the things that happened along the way. Um, and it's very easy to connect the dots looking back, as Steve Jobs says, but when you're starting out in something new, you know, we all love to have visions of what things might look like. And naively, I think for Phil and I, we, we thought that it was going to be easier than what it was. Uh, I think picking accounting as a business to start, it's not the riskiest. And yeah, sure, people need you, but people aren't just lining up being like, oh, great, the fucking 19th thousandth accounting firm in New Zealand, just what I've been waiting for. Thank you, boys, for starting this. This is so good. You know, you're not meeting a hot demand. You're, you're waiting for people to be like, my accountant sucks. I've seen and heard of you guys. I can trust you. What can you do for me? And then that's how the process starts. And you can do some marketing to speed that process up, but really you're waiting on other accountants to let people down so that you get the chance to be like, hey, you've been rolling around in a Corolla, jump in the fucking Merc and get yourself some better quality and maybe we'll upgrade you to a Porsche or a Lambo or something fancy like Mikey would like to drive along the way. But that's sort of the analogy, right? But if you're thinking about getting into business, be prepared that it is a bit of a journey that requires a lot of energy and that's cool, man. Just get yourself ready for that. Just be prepared for it. I don't think people should go into business expecting it to be easy. There are some people that do business and they say like, wow, that was really easy. I had a product or a service that was just so in demand and I just pissed in. But they still have to do a lot of work to manoeuvre that and to make that happen. Because the thing with easy is that everyone's attracted to easy, aren't they? So eventually, easy peters out. And hard is what we know we should be doing, but is hard to get ourselves to do. So train yourself to do hard things. I've also done a podcast today with uh, Janelle from Girls Get Confident. I don't know when that's coming out, maybe in a few weeks, but I'm starting to dial down the request to do podcasts because we do two for Next Advisor, we do one for Keep the Change. I'm about to start doing one for my horse racing um, group that's four a week, four podcasts that I'm having to punch out each week. And then if people say, oh, can you jump on this podcast? Well, then She's uh becomes uh, a fair bit of podcasting in a week and you're like, I gotta actually do some work. And then of course when you're trying to make some reels and content and things like that. So I really wanted to go on this one though because I know that Janelle's got a, a large audience of um females and people that are getting into business or getting into self development and trying to better themselves and uh I'm massive on I really want to break this narrative of I think that a lot of women I hope I'm wrong, but I get this feeling that a lot of women think that men don't want to see them be successful. And so all the gender shit, uh, gender pay gap stuff comes out and um, everyone gets real loud about it. And I think there's a, a lot of women that think that men actually want to see that carry on and they don't want to see women succeeding. And I just have not been raised to be like that. So if I can speak to a group that are going to listen and be like, hey, there's a lot of dudes that are actually fucking really rooting for you. And I've got a lot of successful female clients and it makes me really stoked to see who they inspire and tell that story a bit more. Then I hope we can break down this thing for some women where they think that dudes actually don't want to see them succeed. Yes, there'll be 
dickheads out there and whatnot. But we all face that, right? You know, like there's probably people that don't want to see me succeed or you, but who cares? We just got to get on with it, right? But there's a lot of people, like you start to realize that successful people, they want other people to be successful because they want them to share in that same joy. So it's usually losers that try and tear down people that are trying to be successful because they want everyone to just stay at their level so they can have more of an excuse as to why they're not trying harder or doing more. So what I've learned is that more successful I've become in business, the problems that I have, when I tell successful people, they're like, oh, I can solve that for you. I'll call this guy. I know what to do. You need to do this. And they're, they're not like, ha ha, shame, you've got that problem. I gutted for you. I know what to do. I'm not going to tell you. You literally never hear that. People were like jumping at you to be like, oh, we need to speed your journey up. Let's roll. We need to make sure that you keep rolling with this and that you become even more successful, that you solve this problem. So, yeah, I got to go on her podcast uh, for a bit earlier today, which is good fun, and uh, I'll, I'll put that on the Keep the Change story at some stage as well, because I know I've got a mixed audience of uh, males and females who listen to this. But anyway, back into my chat, and this week we've called this, it only took five years to change my life. Now, I did call this, it took me five years to change my life. Well, it took five years to change my life. And I put the only in there just before I sent it out. Then I sent it, and I was like, oh, I wonder if... People will be like, what do you mean it only took you five years? Like, that's a long time. So, anyway, I might have overthought trying to clickbait the uh, the subject line a little bit there. But welcome in and tuck into this piece of reflection from me. Now, last week I posted a video about an exercise where you review your income from five years ago and start thinking about where you want your income to be in five years' time. You can watch that on Instagram or TikTok if you haven't already seen that, but I think it's a really good exercise to do, and think about the level of income that you actually want, and then from there, of course, we have to figure out, well, how? How am I going to do that? Do I need to change vehicles? Do I need to ask for a pay rise? Do I need to actually get completely out of this job and go into a new career? Like, What is it that you need to do that's going to allow you to actually get closer to that figure that you want? Now this is partly because this is what I did many years ago. So five years ago, this week five years ago, my business partner and I sat in Fiji tipping over a couple of Fiji golds scheming how we were going to build a million dollar business. And we thought, that shouldn't be that hard, you know, a million bucks a turnover. And then, I mean, you would always hear me talk about now, uh, about 15% of businesses in New Zealand turn over a million dollars. So it's actually quite hard to do, to sell or service that many people that you collect a million dollars in a year. So that's what a million dollar business means for this context is that you're collecting a million dollars of revenue each year. And at this time, we had no clients, we had no revenue, but we did have a relentless desire to make it happen. Now, I'm very lucky that I have a business partner. We are, we are very supportive of each other and feels very trusting in me and accepts the thousand fucking harebrained ideas that I have each year and will say, okay, well, which ones are we going to do, mate? Let's roll. And we... Both were really hungry and knew that we could do this and we just got started basically. So five years ago, we were sitting down in Fiji building out a plan. Okay, Luke and Phil, lads, each each of you, how are we going to do this? Like what do we actually need to do to get us closer to this goal that we have in five years' time? Now at the time, I was financially pretty cooked at the time because we had had a previous business called School Rebates, which would generate some profits effectively in business sense and then we'd reinvest those straight into marketing and education materials and it would just chew it all up so there wasn't much cash left in that well left after doing all of those activities and it it wasn't you know comparable to having a job or having an income and the old savings were getting pretty depleted 
and that's when I sort of went on my journey, if you listen to 30 and 30, of thinking about moving home and things like that. Now, I've done all of the cool shit to get the badges that don't really mean shit, but everyone collects. Now, I say this because you'll find, if you read people's journeys of, I've gone from A to B, a lot of them have these kind of same things in them, uh, and they don't, I, yeah, for me, they didn't intentionally happen, they just kind of happened, and I, you know, they're not majors, but I'll give you an example, like, well, first one, I've slept in my car, like, how cold is sleeping in a fucking car, I've woken up a couple of times where I just purely haven't been able to afford, or afford accommodation, haven't been onto enough, onto it enough to organise it, and I've sort of thought, oh, something will come through at the end of this night, and it hasn't, and I'm like, fuck, we're in the car here, champion, and one time I slept under a car on the side, of, uh, under a car, under a towel in my car on the side of the road. It was so fucking cold, and I woke up in the side street, and I like come to, and it was quite light. And I was like, "Fuck, I got to get on the road." Uh, admittedly, I'd had a couple of drinks, right, so I couldn't be driving, and I had, to, and then I drove home after that. But um, you know, it's not like, "Oh, look at me, I fucking slept in my car all the time to try and fucking be successful." That's not what I'm saying. Just like. But these are the sort of badges that you hear people talking about collecting along their journey. And we all have these different things that we collect. And the second one here, I've worked from the library, but I think this is actually really, really smart. You know, I was willing to go, you know what, you know, Phil and I said, we don't really need an office to get started. Let's continue to advertise and invest back into ourselves, into our business, rather than paying rent early on because we can just work from anywhere. So that's what we did. So I think it's actually a great hack to work from the library, especially Auckland libraries are absolutely epic. Now, I've had to move home as well, so I you know, have told you about that in 30 and 30 and different times, and I highly rate this. You know, I moved out of home at 17, and I was bulletproof, and um, you know, I, I couldn't wait to get out of home and, and be independent, and I loved it, and I can still picture it and see it in my head, but... It's really cool to go back to your parents when you're a bit older and a bit more mature and you have this different level of respect for them and you can have a way better, like I've just built a way stronger relationship and just really, really care about them and um, they were really supportive of me. So it drives you as well. You're like, fuck, you know, these guys are again putting a roof over your head and uh, kind of giving you a, a, a launch pad or a runway to say, hey, well, you can live here for a bit, but, you know, this ain't forever. Get get your shit together, like, get going. And there was no pressure from them to, to move out. But, you know, I didn't want to just be like, oh, well, you know, I've got to run, I've, you know, I just, it doesn't really matter if I can't afford rent because I can always live here. It was just a temporary solution for me. And I know that not everyone has that, but it was really, really cool to to reconnect with my parents on a, on a better level, um, but the next point here, as I've said, I've seen the concern on my parents' faces at how hard I was pushing myself. And you know, Mum would often ask me, like, are "You, you know, you're working too hard. Like, are you, you know, what are you, what are you doing?" And I'm like, "Fuck, Mum, I got to get this shit done. Doesn't matter. We just got to go." Uh, and my parents um, that I lived with, so my parents separated. So my dad and uh, his wife, my stepmom, I'd get home sometimes late, and they'd be like, "Mate, how you doing?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, no, nah, fucking had a great day." And they're like, "Whoa, it's eight thirty. Uh, you better have some dinner because you're getting up at four again tomorrow, aren't you? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, okay, your dinner's in the oven. Uh, do you know what you're doing? I'm like, I think we're making progress. It's just taking longer than I thought it was. And, you know, they. I remember a dad saying to me one time, he was, once we'd sort of gotten through breaking the back of really starting this business, and he was said to me, he was like, oh, mate, I, I, um, I'm starting to fucking get a bit worried about you there. I was sort of thinking, you can't keep going at this level, I don't think. You know, it's pretty uh, unsustainable. And I'm like, like in the moment, I was thinking, when I was in the moment, I'm like, what do you mean, man? This is fucking, this is sustainable. Like, up at 4.30, uh, home at 8.30, have a feed, go to bed, 
make a bloody protein shake for the morning, get up, alarm goes again, pat the cat, smack the smoothie in the car, back on the motorway, fucking racing everyone back into the smack bang in the middle of Auckland. I'm like, no, nah, it was just my life for a bit. But looking back on it, I'm like, whoa, man, I wasn't sleeping much and you know, I was probably quite... Uh, I wasn't like stressed, but my, putting my body under stress is probably the smarter thing. So it's cool to be able to look back at that now and realize, like, oh, you know, I can feel myself when I'm pushing too hard now. But you know, you have to think that you have people around you if you're going to push yourself that hard that are going to look at you and be like, fuck. You know, they start to see you in a different light, and they don't want you to get hurt. They don't want you to fail. They don't want um, you to get sick or 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 end up pushing yourself past uh, you know a, a limit that you don't really have. So you know you do you do start to frighten people. I think when you're pushing to a level that they're sort of wondering, fuck, is this what's all this for? Uh, but luckily, I was I was able to break through all of that and whatnot. And it just takes time, and it just takes time. But also in the in that in that five years, you know, I turned to the wrong vices for relief. So sometimes I just be like working so hard, and then just go get obliterated on the weekend or whatever, and um, or then I'll be like, fuck, what's the shortcut here? Maybe I could just, you know, take a shortcut to speed up different things in business and started looking for those and researching them. Then I was just like, what? Hang on, mate. Like, this isn't you. You don't, you're not looking for shortcuts and hacks and shiny objects. It's not your thing. This, this ain't going to work. Just do the work and get yourself good and just do it. Um, so, you know, I've said things that I regret saying to people. I've displayed poor behavior, I've sent messages I wish I didn't send, like all of those little things that, are um, you know you you can't go back and tidy those things up out of your life necessarily, but you try and clean yourself up by doing less of that shit going forward. So, you know, I'm not perfect, and I don't want you to think I am just because you turn into this podcast or read these lessons and think like fuck, you know, he's doing pretty well and that. You know, I'm just like you, just like everybody. I've had to navigate all of these things and 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 then process them and whatnot, and accept that we all. Um, turn to different things and do different things and whatnot and I'm not you know there's nothing like really bad or you know major or anything but it's just um, they become more noticeable the further you get away from them of like oh yeah shit that was probably pretty unhealthy um, working that hard and then like drinking two nights in a row or whatever and then just getting back up at 4.30 on a Monday and trying to get back into it and realising like oh I'm not really performing that well shock horror but anyway those things I think are small necessary moments that fuel you because I don't think they're just necessary moments that you have to have on your journey. Like if you're going to go through this path or if you're going to do something in your life and, and create a career or whatever it is that you, you're going to do, like you're going to have these things too. But I don't think you need to have them just so that you can be like, oh, look at me, look at my journey. I've got all these fucking bad things that happened along the way. Um, I, but it just seems to be the fashionable thing to do. So I don't have heaps of the cool shit where it's like we lost it all and then we built it up again and oh my God, I'm so glad that I'm here. I just did heaps of dumb shit along the way and especially before I started business as well and you know a lot of those things I've spoken to you about in 30 in 30. But I think they're necessary moments that fuel you because now I use them as fuel to be like, wow, okay, that's pretty cool that I made it through that stuff and that's, you know, that those some of those things that I did could have ended up worse. But here we are and I'm grateful that I'm still here and rolling on. So the week... Uh, this week is now five years since that trip to Fiji, and we've built 95% of what we set out to build those five short years ago. We even copped two years of economic turmoil and chose not to participate or take a dollar of government support. Now, this is actually one of the things that I'm most proud of. So we qualified for uh, the government assistance and stuff, and um, we strategically, well not strategically, but intentionally chose not to take it. Now, 
this is a concept that I can't remember who I learnt it from, but someone once said to me, and I repeated this on a podcast with Mikey the other day, like the ultimate flex I think is 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 it is qualifying for that three hundred and sixty dollar payment or whatever it is, the three fifty, and and going, you know what, like no, I'm not gonna take this. Um, and I'm not saying you should do because I think this is like a real one percent type way of thinking. But someone taught me, you know, just because something's going to get given to you for free, you know, doesn't mean you need to take it. And I is sort of in the context of the the easier things always end up being your downfall. And I sort of thought, okay, well, we don't need this subsidy. Our business is very lean. We've still got money coming in. Yes, we've lost out on a lot of work. Things have gone downhill, but we're still sweet. And and it's just our journey and our goals are further away than they could have been if we didn't have COVID. So I said to Phil, mate, do you mind if we just don't apply for any of this stuff because I want the challenge? Like I And it wasn't heaps of money, but I was like, this just feels like one of those tests in my life when I'm finally building up some strength and power and now the world is like, here you go, mate. Here's some free money. Do you want it? And I'm like, fuck you. I've been here so many times and said yes every time. Credit card, cue card, you name it. And I'm like, this is a different context, but it kind of feels the same. I'm like, I know what happens when I do this, when I take this. I take the easy way out. And I said to Phil, mate, can we just, can we not? And he was like, okay, talk me through that. And so we spoke about it and we decided let's not do it. Um, and it was good. It was a good driver to get up and be like, right, yep, this sucks economically out there at the moment, but we've got to put our heads down and we've got to rumble. Because no one's coming to save us except for ourselves. And that, I think, is the output of that mentality. Is you realize, like, okay, like, you've got to figure this out. And there's no, oh, well, I'll give it another week. Because 14 grand just turned up in my bank account from the government or whatever. And that's the, the mentality shift that I was trying to learn before COVID. And so I used that as a way to go, hmm, maybe I can test this. And so that's one of the things that you know, I'm really proud of because I think an older version of Luke would have been like, fuck it, just take it. How good? 15 grand each, whatever it was, Phil and I, you beauty. What are you going to do viewers? Probably buy some Bitcoin or something uh, and then rode that to the top and then sold it, but I wouldn't have. I uh, probably would have, you know, I, I would have wasted it because it wouldn't have meant anything to me. So we didn't take anything and, <laughs> excuse me, and, you know, I'm not saying that people that did, you know, that that's anything wrong with that. It was more like it was the world was testing me at a time when I've been thinking about this concept of like really just figuring things out for yourself. And I'm like, you know what? Like, no. Anyway, carry on. I don't own a property, but I've built a more valuable asset. I believe that business is the most valuable asset that you can own in this country, especially one that drops you out sick o cash flow every single year. Yet people love getting rent and stuff. But once you start getting interest rates going up, Interest like rental properties are becoming negative yielding and they literally chew up your money as well. And yes, people are like, no, that's wrong. Um, but business will kick properties' ass every day of the year. Have a look at the rich list. 
and go through the people. Google the New Zealand Rich List. Hopefully it's online. I haven't looked at it in ages. But I can just about guarantee you there's no one with a fucking property portfolio of rental properties on there. There'll be some commercial shit. There'll be some large-scale property developers, things like that. But I could just about guarantee you there's not old bloody Jay Smith down the road that owns 93 rental properties. Like, they're not on the rich list. It's businesses, and it is big bicky stuff, and it is big problems being solved, i.e. a developer, for instance, they are solving a problem of building a number of houses. So that is where my bias towards business comes from. But again, I'm going against the grain. You know, I'm not going on the property thing. I'm doing the business thing. And if I had have done the property thing, I probably wouldn't have been able to make so, take so many risks in business. I'll get to my property thing when I need to. But for now, you know, I don't, it's not a part of my portfolio. And now I sit in the top 1% earners in New Zealand. Now, for context, in New Zealand, to be in the top 1%, I think you've got to make over, it's probably over uh, 300 grand. I think 0.96% of people earn over 240,000 in New Zealand. So it's actually actually only above 240k. This is pre-COVID, so it's probably gone up. But anyway, you know, it's just a stat. Like, yeah, cool. You know, is the can you chase that 1% mentality, that 1% mindset, that 1% extra, and... A top 1% income in New Zealand is basically above 250k. But pretty cool to be able to achieve that in a five-year window. Do I think if I stayed at my job for five years that I'd be on over that? I doubt it. I doubt it. So I'm now statistically rich, right? But do you know what? The financial side of things doesn't mean shit. It's who I've become during the process that has made me feel unbelievable. And I don't tell you this to brag. I tell you to inspire the 3% of you who will get goosebumps reading or listening to this shit and go, fuck, is that achievable in five years? That is epic. Because we're all at different stages of our journey. And early in business for me, you know, I would look at people down the track and think, oh, wow, you know, I just fucking, how have they done that? And I just want to get close to that. And I'm like, well, it's just K's under feet is what I like to call it. It's like when you're training for a marathon, you've got to get K's under feet. And the same in business, you know, once you've got something that works, you've just got to get K's under feet and you've just got to get it going and you've just got to do more of what you're already doing. So there's 3% of people listening and reading that will be like, fuck yeah, this is the inspiration that I needed. And that's why I wanted to do this one. Now the other 97% of you, I need to say thank you because I've had so much support and encouragement along the way. Now I can't believe how much support I get from my friendship group, from Keep the Change listeners and readers, from absolute fucking strangers. Some lads came up to me after the league on Friday and like picked me up off the ground and it just, um, you know, all of that shit is so cool. And I think, you know, the way I've turned it here is I've felt your eyeballs, your support and often your expectations and I've loved it. I've always felt a heavy, not a heavy, but like a great push from people and uh, an expectation of like, yeah, Kimmy's probably should crush that. He should do well. Um, because A, I talk a big game, and then B, I really believe in myself, and then C, so many people believe in me. So then I then have a, another expectation of like, okay, well, I need to deliver. And I loosely will, um, maybe it's sick, sickeningly like it. You know, I like that people have expectations of me because it makes me strive to perform to a greater standard and you know there's people out there doing fucking way more than me and achieving way more than me but I'm achieving way more than I was five years ago and that's what I'm proud of and there's a lot of people that expected that from me and now they're kind of like fuck mate you know like finally good man we knew you had this in you 
So, you know, we're stoked for you. So that's really cool to get that level of support. And even from a heap of you listening and, and, and people on Instagram and things like that, you know, you just take little pieces of encouragement and, uh, and rip through it. So, you know, one thing that I've tried to do is give, give back massively along those five years and help via different outputs. And hence why I started Keep the Change as a way to go, yeah, well, this is all good and well for me to be kicking some ass, but I don't want me to just be rolling around and fucking, you know, killing it and not giving this back. I just have a big sense of, um, desire to and responsibility to give back and it's just part of what being an accountant is I believe and just part of being who I am through how I was brought up and how I was taught and how I've watched my parents and um, you know that's then driven me to want to create ways to be able to give back and this is one of them so the next five years I think look completely different and I think the economy is keen to give a few of us a hiding and you know that that is no surprise to you because we keep talking about that. But I can't wait to swing back and help more people do the same. And that is my commitment to you. And I will be helping all of us do that and figuring that out. Now, warning here also, I don't want you to do my journey. There is, I think, sometimes people will look at someone and go, okay, I want to you know, do their journey. Or other people will criticize people like me and go, you're just trying to create more people to do what you've done. Like, that is fucking... Maybe a couple of years ago, I was probably wired like that. I probably thought, like, if more people just did this, then we're all good. But it's not, you know, that's dumb. It's stupid. You, you should want to do what you want to do and figure out what that journey is. And hopefully, I can just give you a nudge along the way as well. Because you don't, if you don't want to do my journey, well, then, like, you know, well, who, well, who the fuck would want to become a chartered accountant and build out an accounting practice anyway? But, you know, go after your journey and crush that and, and just remember that you've got five years, like look at a five-year window differently in terms of your entire life and go, yeah, sweet, like this is my next five years and I can do this. So what I do want you to know is that you can dramatically change your life in five years. First, you may have to take a few steps back to take leaps forward and that's what I had to do, you know, I had to go, okay, leave my job, nearly earning six figures, thought I was bowling and go, you know what, I'm going to have to take some steps back on the income front, but I trust myself to be able to make some shit happen, and then I can start taking leaps forward, and five years on, I'd like to think that, you know, I've achieved that. But of course, as you go, the goalposts move, and you you reset your goals. But as you progress, it gives you this incredibly, incredibly powerful aura, especially when you realize how capable you are of solving problems in your life. Now back to me saying the financial stuff doesn't mean shit, you know, it's great and it's cool to be able to reteach and it's cool to get myself into a position to be a bit more set up and less worried about money and stuff, but the feeling of having, like I've just sat up straighter to explain this, like the feeling of having your shit in control and being able to solve problems that come into your life, your phone, your inbox, and just tackle them, fuck, it is, um, it is an amazing feeling. Like I used to open my inbox sometimes and be like, oh, what's going to be in there? And, you know, be like a little bit worried. And now I just have been able to remove a heap of those thoughts. And yes, there's sometimes things where I'm like, oh, God, this sucked. But um, I just walk into a room and environment and I'm way more confident of who I am and the fact that I can um, just, what's the word? Don't know. I can just I can just be in there and not have to worry about like pretending to be someone that I'm not or any of that shit. I'm just so happy with who I am and how I roll and what I do. And that's um it's a really cool feeling. And I think that if you get 
to experience that in your life, then um, you should you should be really grateful for that and hold on to that because I think so many people are trying to be someone that they're not, whether it's online or fucking with their friends or at their job or whatever, and damn, that shit is tiring, isn't it? So just learn to slowly become more of your own self and who you are and you will feel less drained. Like I say, of course, the goalposts always change and my business partner and I go away every year and reset our business goals for the next 12 months and that includes income levels. So when we went away to Fiji for the first year, we create a business plan for the next 12 months and we do this every every year and we go away and we do this, but it has a five-year vision. So it's, okay, we're out to five years where we're going to be and then what about in a year's time and then we start chunking it down into quarters and then we get after it. So we go away and we reset and we review this every 12 months and we work backward to what we need to do to achieve this and then we head back to the business that we've got and we fucking get after it basically. Now, we work with businesses to do exactly this and take them through this journey and on this process and it's amazing to see the progress that they make once they have some clear direction and are surrounded by people that want to see them achieve it. Now, there is no reason that you can't do this exercise for yourself and take some time to think about what you want to be earning in one year, three years, and five years and beyond. I would suggest if you're in a relationship, like go away for a weekend or a day or something and have this convo and be like, where do we, you know, it's like, where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, but actually just, you know, what do we want life to look like in five years is a way fucking sexier question. What do we want our life to look like? And then just go through all the aspects of that. Housewives, finances, kids, etc. Just get real deep on that shit and figure out what you want your life to look like. Start visualizing it and be like, you know, get on the same page with that stuff and then go back to three years, go back to one year and think, okay, well, what do we actually need to do this how are you going to do this this is the important part and it's the great part to start thinking about you know you can start with the belief that you can and then you can start building out the how if you're not in a relationship the exact same process just think for yourself okay what do I want my life to look like in five years three years one year be mindful that someone might come across your path at some stage and say hey you're pretty sexy I want to be a part of your life and your vision if it's strong enough, you may have to share that with your partner and say, hey, you know, this is what I saw my life looking like. How do we navigate this and have that combo? So arguably, people that are in relationships may have this a little bit easier because in a five-year window, you're probably a high chance if you're single of actually, um, you know, finding a human that thinks you're fucking hot and wanting to spend heaps of time with you because you've got an incredibly great chat and they want to build a life out of you because you're a powerful beast and they don't want to end up with some battler uh, for the sake of it. So have some bloody pride in yourself and know that that person could be coming and also be brave enough to tell them when you get together, this is where I saw myself in five years, how about you? And I'll think, oh my God, what the fuck? Why does this person have a vision of where they want to be in five years? And you'll say, well, actually... Because years ago, I was listening to a Keep the Change podcast, and I was smart enough to start thinking about this stuff. Now, maybe it's time for you to think about what you'd like for life as well. But anyway, uh, you probably need to get a fucking counselor for that session too. But just you know, have, have a dream and have a vision and actually step into that and think about it. Because I think a lot of the time, we just end up in a job or buying a house or whatever and just navigating the, the dramas of life. And then COVID and all of a sudden, it's like, fuck, you know, that was two years ago that that shit started. And where did it all go? And... All these things are kind of coming to to pull our bubble back down or to remove our dream a little bit. So hold on to yours and make sure 
that you start with the belief that you can actually build out that future that you want and then start working on the how. Because I think there's a lot of this chat at the moment around the country. This New Zealand is shit. You know, we should move to Australia. Why not? You know, all of that stuff. A guy said to me the other day at the gym, are you thinking about moving to Australia? I said, mate, I know how to fucking kill it in New Zealand. Why do I need to move to Australia? And he was like, please explain. I'm like, well, I have a really good life. I'm very happy. I can earn a lot of money compared to what I used to think was a lot of money. I have a great business partner. I have a great partner. I have a lovely place to live. Everything is great. Like, why do I need to move to Australia? And I'm, he's like, oh, yeah. But wouldn't you get ahead faster? I'm like, yeah, well, probably. You know, probably I would. Um, but I'm not chasing, uh, I'll just change path quickly because the journey that I'm on at the moment, I can get there with the things that I'm doing. Sure, I might have a mindset shift and go, you know what, maybe I should go to New York and see really, you know, how big I could get some shit, you know, in a big global country, for instance. But why couldn't I just do that from here? I don't know. But I think a lot of people are have given up almost or been have been conditioned to think that you can't get ahead in New Zealand and all this shit. And I think that you can. And you just need to change the vehicle you're in and start thinking to start with what ahead looks like for you, what success looks like, and then how you're going to do that. And just because there is a lot of this New Zealander shit chat going on and times are tough, I don't think you should let go of the belief that you can get ahead. Because if more people give up, then you're probably more likely to be able to actually do it. So we still live in a country where if you're really good at something, you can do really well. Now, if you're really good at something, you can do really well in this country. Now, every one of us is really good at something, and often we aren't even aware how valuable that thing is to other people. Don't give up that belief. As an example, maybe you're a phenomenal piano player, and you just do that at home. Perhaps a hotel that has a piano wants to hear you playing the piano and you're killing it in there and someone wanders past that is minted that owns a fuck no somewhere where they have heaps of pianos playing this is such a shit example Luke but they come to you and they say I would like you to come and play on my private piano estate and I'll pay you $10,000 to do it and you think well here I was not long ago just playing the piano at home you know what is it that you're really good at maybe that's your thing it's going to give you a little bit of extra cash as well. All I'm saying is don't give up the belief. I don't want you to give up. I want you to have a reflective weekend whilst listening to this one. You're one of over 6,250 recipients. Is there someone you could forward this to? Please put this on your story. It would mean a lot to, to me. Uh, did you know the median weekly earnings from wages and salaries rose to $1,189 in the year to the June 2022 quarter? This is an increase of nearly 9%, which is the largest annual increase since Stats New Zealand began measuring this data in 1998. Okay, Luke, cool stat, mate. What does that mean? It means that now the median income in New Zealand is roughly around $61,000. So that is the new median income, which is higher than what I thought it was when I did a recent money mail about it being... I thought uh, $59,000 and I was guessing, but the data is out and it looks like it's actually closer to $61,000. There you go. There is a little bit about my journey of business for five years. I've made a video as well and put that on Instagram, five tips from my five years. 
I really want you to remember that as much as the doom and gloom and shit is going on out there, we still live in a country where if you want to have a crack, it's fucking easy to. No one's going to stop you. You're allowed to. And if you get really good at what you do, you can make a lot of money. You can really change your life. And that could be real estate. It could be insurance. It could be fucking piano playing. It could be being an accountant like me. It could be digital marketing. It could be finding a product that these people want and selling it. It could be being a really good chiropractor. Who knows? What you are really interested in, you could be really, really good at, and you could get rewarded for doing that. And that's the journey that I went on for five years. Five years done and dusted. I ain't stopping yet. So I'll give you an update on how we carry on. Look after yourselves this weekend. We'll see you next week.